those opportunities for student involvement, um, those pay dividends down the road. Not only are our students building great memories and having great experiences, yeah. but we know from a marketing perspective, we know that students who are involved on campus yeah. are more likely to stay involved as alumni and, and want to give back down the road. Welcome to the Marketing Expedition Podcast, an auditory journey through the latest in marketing, branding, and advertising. Now, here's your Marketing Expedition Guide, Ray Allen. On this episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast, I get to speak with David Johnston, and he serves as the Associate Vice President for Alumni and Constituent Engagement at Boise State University. And Johnston joined the university in November of 2022 after a 20-year career at the University of Kansas. And in his previous role, Johnston served as Senior Vice President for Strategic Communication in the KU Alumni Association. Johnston's background includes experiences in strategic communication, alumni engagement, and branding. And while at Kansas, he served as the university's inaugural Director of Marketing, overseeing the creation of the university's first visual identity system and brand guidelines. More recently, he served as a member of the KU Alumni Association's senior leadership team, working closely with the president and board to oversee the brand, content, marketing, and engagement strategies for more than 350,000 alumni and constituents. His experience also includes roles as an instructor in the Leadership Studies Institute and the William Allen White School of Journalism and Mass Communications at the University of Kansas. At Boise State, Johnston leads the alumni annual giving, marketing, and communications teams within the university advancement. He and his wife, Sarah, live in Boise with their son, Austin, and they have two daughters in college, Sydney at the University of Kansas and Sophia at Flagler College, and along with a mini golden doodle named Minnie. You're in for a treat. It's so fascinating to learn about all the things that David is working on at Boise State. Of course, my alumni for my undergrad and all the wonderful things that are happening in all of the new brand that's being unbridled. <laughs> You'll get to learn all about it. So stay tuned for that. But first, it's time for our marketing essentials moment. The basics that you need to help you continue to build your brand and your bottom line. In today's topic, I thought it would be fitting to speak on higher education marketing, or even just educational marketing in general, because we have a wonderful guest from my alma mater today. And so I wanted to dig into a little bit more on this topic and uncover some of the the thoughts behind it, because I just went through from the parent side of my older son getting recruited to go to college. And then also I am in marketing. So I thought this is kind of a good dynamic to be in in both kind of really both sides of the fence, if you will. And of course, we've been working with higher education in marketing and also public school districts and working with just education in general and charter schools and those types of things over the last 20 years. So I think the main challenge that I see when trying to recruit students, whether it is a new charter school or a new online school, or if it's K through 12 and you're wanting to start something new and fresh and wanting to do 
something that's different for alternative methods of getting different types of students that want to go or the ones that, you know, maybe are on the marginal side of whether they are needing to be challenged to then be able to go through school in a different way, or maybe they're lagging and they need some additional help in the traditional school system isn't for them. Or if it is recruiting college students to go to the college, right? There's a lot of challenges and obstacles that recruiters and institutions face in this new world of the way we are doing things and the way that has changed since the, you know, the great big pandemic that happened and, and being able to entice people to want to even go to a new school or a different school or a higher education form or a technical school. There's so many things that are in that can be obstacles that are in the way of making those decisions and where you're going to go and when you're going to go and the cost of going, right? All of these things are things that as parents and college students are thinking of, or if you're wanting to do an alternative school to regular traditional high school, for example, or even elementary school, there's just so many different obstacles in the way. So One of the things that I saw as we were getting recruited, as my son was getting recruited into the different spaces all across the country, and he is an athlete, so there's different components for athletes and then, you know, the academic and merit scholarships and all of those things that are big factors in making these decisions, whether it's location or what kind of information they're providing, how outreach is happening and what kind of outreach is happening and how you're educating the the parents and students along the way and how it's all coming across, right? There's so many factors that are in that are involved in being able to to do this now in being in educational marketing to begin with, right? And really thinking about those challenges that not just in education, all of us are facing, right? All of our audience is not just education here, but you can always glean from other industries and in, in applying things and ideas into your own too. But just really thinking and honing in, who is it that you want to attract to your school? And on the flip side, why is it do you want to go to that school to begin with. What are some criteria? What are some things that people think about or consider when they are thinking about their education? And what kind of information is out there about those schools? What kind of reviews and ratings and rankings and recommendations and referrals and all of those things that are out there as a way to influence the decisions that are being made on both parties, right? When um, a school is wanting to recruit somebody then they look at all of those factors, their, their schooling, their education, their grades, you know, whether or not they did an SAT test or ACT test or not, because now a lot of institutions are not necessarily requiring SAT tests anymore. They're having alternative methods of being able to submit, like doing video essays or essays or um, having one-on-one interviews and those types of things. So lots of other things to, to consider now as you are going through this process in this marketing journey and or where you're going to land, right? Where you're going to be placed and where you want to go. So thinking about those opportunities and how you can convey those messages to the groups of people that you want to influence, whether it's the student, whether it's the parent or the counselors that help also influence the choices that students make, right? And so having this online presence and being able to leverage influencers, maybe potential students who have gone there and could speak to 
students that are incoming that want to influence them and having those kind of micro influencers in your marketing to help you plant the seed. And even parents too, in planting the seed and sharing that information with other parents, sharing the information with other students, students sharing information with potential students. There's so many different groups of niches that you can really segment out and identify with your primary, your secondary, your tertiary, all of the different segments of markets that you are wanting to influence. And school counselors, right, they, they have a big influence in especially first-generation college students, meaning where the parents didn't go to college, but now the student really is qualified and capable and able to go. Maybe they can get needs-based scholarships and merit scholarships and those types of things. School counselors are really a good place to go because they have those impact and influence because they have gone to college and they can walk them through that process. So thinking about going beyond and being able to market to all of those different targets that you're after, right? It's kind of a multi-omni approach to the various different segments of people that you're going to want to attract to then be able to recruit to your institution. So thinking about how you can attract them, what kinds of things you can do. Are you doing school visits? Are you doing tours? Are you doing virtual tours? Are you utilizing those micro influencers to help talk about and share about the school? And what is it that you're doing to get that message out there? And is it resonating? Is it working? Testing the messaging, testing who's delivering those messages, when they're getting delivered, what sources they're getting delivered on. All of these things are very important in your entire marketing strategy and plan when you're wanting to do the advancement marketing in the schools that you are wanting to get them to come to. And of course, then like I said too, athletics is a whole nother component to all of this as well. Right. And and for my son, athleticism was very important to him, but also the programs that they have to offer and the location, right? We toured all the way from Minnesota to, you know, we looked at Oregon, we looked at Idaho, we looked at Utah, and ultimately he landed at Southern Utah University because of the programs that they had to offer and the feeling that he received from when we toured. And the instructors, the professors there, how they made him feel, what kinds of things were on campus. Um, He had a really tough decision, though, because he had an amazing feeling when he went and visited Minnesota, and he actually got to stay in the dorm rooms with the other football players and be a part of them for a day in the life of going to school there feeling that camaraderie, feeling the the love that they had for him and, you know, that the brotherhood that they had, right? And the spirit and all the things that are going to kind of boost that. And they, gave, they got him all dressed up in a uniform, a school uniform. They took pictures with him on the field. They really made him feel very special. And it was hard for him to decide, but they didn't ultimately end up having the program that he wanted to take. He wanted to get into agribusiness and they didn't have that there. So it also comes down to the merit in understanding the academics just as much as the athleticism. And not everybody is an athlete, so not everybody will want that. And so what are the identifying key factors of your audience and what is it that you can do to customize that experience and get that message out there in a way that's going to be relevant and resonate with them and how can you have that FaceTime, that one-on-one time, that you know personal touch, that ability to reach them in ways that maybe another school isn't going to be able to? And, and then 
having them go through and explaining the processes, what it's like to go there, what are the steps that they need to take in order to make this opportunity happen for them on your campus, on your grounds, or on your online you know, website portal that you're teaching? What is it that's going to make them feel like they know what they're doing? And, you know, I'll be honest when we, I mean, it's been, it's a little different now from when I went to school 25 years ago than my son now going to school. And what is the role of the people who are walking us through this process and how can they help us with the financial aid information, you know, having the financial aid counselors help us walk us through the process, understanding the expected family contribution and what that is and why and how things can adjust or be adjusted based on what your answers are and what the right answer is. Do you include your assets? Do you not? Do you include your rental properties or not? I mean, all of these things that we're talking about are so important to the decisions that are being made. And you know what? It can be something so very, very simple that can be what puts you over the edge for somebody to decide to go to your institution versus not. And same thing in business, right? When we have such a competitive nature of what's going on in our world today, it can just be the very slightest, smallest thing that's going to put your customer in line with alignment with you versus somebody else. What is that key differentiator? And it can just be such a minute little thing that you would think it wouldn't even be a big factor in your world, but it could be a very big factor in a student or a customer or any of those things, right? And looking at all the things about your website, your emails, your mobile-friendly uh, messages that you're putting out there. Can they be, are they legible? Can they be opened? Can they be seen? Can they click on them? You know, is the, re- the, the content relevant to the person that you're serving that information to? Because we talked about all the different groups of people that we're trying to attract and influence, right? Are the images, are they resonating with their particular audience? Are they in alignment with what they're doing? Your videos, right? What subject lines are you using? What titles and, and you know, alt tags and graphics and, and all the things? Are you using subtitles? Are you, you know, closed captioning? What is it that you're doing to segment and personalize your information that's getting across to each of these segments that you are identifying with? And you know what? There can be segments within segments too, to making sure that you're getting the right message across in the right way at the right time. And it needs to be seen 11 to 13 times before people even recognize that they've even heard of your brand to begin with. So keeping your branding consistent and of course the reach and the frequency, all of these things are factors when thinking about educational marketing and advancement marketing, all the things that we're talking about here today. And I'm so excited for this interview with David that you will get to learn uh, what it's like to be in that role that you get to hear about. And he's an advancement. So this is going to be such a treat for you today. So take a listen. Even if you're not in education, you're going to learn some things on this interview. So stay tuned. Welcome to this week's episode of the Marketing Expedition Podcast. I'm your host, Ray Allen. I'm the president and CEO of Peppershock Media and the founder of the Marketing Expedition Community. And today's guest, we have a special guest in the studio with us today. David, welcome to the show. Give people just a a little bit about you and what you do in your new role at Boise State. Thanks, Ray, for having me. This is is a real pleasure and and a first for me. Um, but I'm going through a lot of firsts. I'm, I'm yeah. new to Boise State. I'm David Johnston. I'm the new AVP for Alumni and Constituent Engagement. 
and I was uh, lured away from the University of Kansas in Lawrence, Kansas, which was my hometown. It's where my wife and I grew up together. I'd spent 20 plus years at uh, KU, my alma mater. Um, but could not resist the opportunity to come out to Boise yeah. and work at Boise State for Matthew Ewing, who's our vice president for advancement, and join all the great things that he has going on. And um, it was uh, too attractive an opportunity to, to turn down, and, and I'm just loving it here. Well, welcome. We're glad to have you. You've been at this position now for, for a few months, but uh, yeah. 12 months exactly. Exactly. I just, okay. I just passed my one year anniversary. <laughs> well, it. happy workversary, yeah. we call it. That's awesome. And what's your favorite thing so far about being in the Treasure Valley, about being at Boise State? Tell me Tell me more. Well, a lot of, you know, we, we kind of had a checklist and it, it would take a lot to get somebody to, you know, uh, uproot their home, their yeah. family uh, from the only place they've ever lived, yeah. move halfway across the country. Um, it, it had to check a lot of boxes and, and it obviously did, but but the, the primary um, motivator for us was the people here. Yeah. Uh, and that has held true since arriving. The hospitality has been wonderful. The team I get to work with has been absolutely outstanding, best in class. I mean, these, these are um, at least as far as higher education professionals, uh, the folks at Boise State are doing uh, some of the best work in the country, yeah. but they're also just just great people. And so that that was a big box to check before we came out here. Yeah. And everything we've experienced since arriving has uh, has followed suit. We just could not be happier with the, the friends we've made and the, the folks that have come into our lives. We just can't imagine life without them. We, we maybe maybe we should not talk about this and keep it a secret so that other people don't come here too <laughs> exactly. yeah. we hear that a lot too a lot a lot of a lot of newcomers a lot of people moving in a lot of people understanding sort of the way of life of of you know Idaho Boise State and being a Boise State Bronco alumni myself I my undergrads from Boise State right. and I teach there now yeah. adjunct but in marketing and I I love it it's I love being a part of a community and being an alumni and getting you know recognized as a, an alumni there it was it was it's it's phenomenal what yeah. we do a member of our 2023 distinguished alumni class <laughs> so congratulations on that honor Thank that was a, a very impressive and a very special night it was well not just the night i mean it was like three days worth of like okay how much more can we do and putting me up on the big screen it was amazing but uh what you do though as far as the alumni association and the role that you're playing now why don't we share a little more about the the, the it, with the past year that you've had and kind of what the big idea and kind of into the future of what you're hoping and dreams are for the Alumni Association and, and what you're doing in advancement now. Well, I find it really interesting. I'm not sure how interesting it is to uh, <laughs> to most people or even your listeners, but uh, but uh, you know everybody, every place has an alumni association. Every college or university, uh, there are d slight differences in terms of their structures. Um, but like in the industry, they're not immune to the challenges uh, in the marketplace, um, uh, competing demands for our time and interest. Uh, and, and so we've seen a lot of change just in the alumni relations industry. Uh, and again, 
I find that really interesting because uh, what connects us to our institutions, to our alma maters, is that is that pride and that tradition and that that con- that sense of continuity, mm-hmm. um, and maybe even nostalgia that these places have. And so, um, in that way, higher education has been relatively slow to evolve. Right? They kind of tend to do things the way they've always they've always done them. Right. Um, for my part, I've been fortunate. Uh, to have a lens on the industry that that specifically looks at ways it is evolving and ways it has had to keep pace with the demands and the interests of alumni. And so I really liked what was happening at Boise State with their integrated advancement model. And all that means is it's a, it's a fancy way of saying that we've combined a lot of the functions typically considered to be part of advancement in yeah. higher education, which is really what? External relations, right. maybe? For Fundraising, yeah. sponsorship. Fundraising, their development alumni, team, yeah. your mm-hmm. alumni relations team, donor relations uh, advancement marketing and communications, and we bring it all under one umbrella and call it advancement. Mm-hmm. Um, my role was brought in to help oversee our alumni relations staff, which includes the alumni association and all mm-hmm. of our members, plus advancement marketing communications, because I have a little bit of experience in, in that realm. Mm-hmm. And then finally, our annual giving, which are really our first time givers, uh, you know, the folks who give five, ten dollars, twenty dollars, but but certainly more than that. But it does not include our major gifts. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So what we're trying to do here is build more of an engagement model mm-hmm. that maintains positive uh, relationships with the university, um, keeps them informed about what our priorities are. And if, if we're doing it right, invites them to participate in productive ways uh, with the university. And that can be anything from opening an email, sharing our stories, attending our events. Golfing in the golf tournament. Golfing I've the done the tournament. alumni golf tournament. <laughs> or, or volunteering for the golf tournament or any of our other opportunities uh, in addition to their philanthropic support. Right. So it's not just about the dollars they might give. It's the ways they give back. Um, and uh, I really like the model that we have here uh, because it affords us the opportunity to really evolve the way we think about alumni associations and the way they can serve not only our institutions, but but our alumni themselves. Right. I mean, I think that once upon a time, it was like, did I become a member of the Alumni Association? And then it dawned on me like, well, I'm an alumni, so I'm automatically going to be an alumni. Yeah. So, I mean, but then people think, well, if you don't give money, then you can't become a part of the alumni. Well, well, if you went to Boise State or any university, you're automatically an alumni, <laughs> right? That's right. And there's, and, and you know, that, that attitude or value proposition changes, uh, mm-hmm. the, the, the further away from graduation you get mm-hmm. right after graduation, right. you know, you're, you're building your career and maybe you have college debt. Um, yeah. so, so when you when your alumni association or your university comes to you and says, Hey, why don't you join us? Yeah. The first thing they're going to ask is, well, what, hold on. What's in it for me? What do I get? Mm-hmm. If I'm going to join your organization, what do I get in return? Right. Young people, like I already gave lots of money to the university, right. <laughs> like, but then you're right. You, you, your priorities change. Mm-hmm. You get involved in different ways as you, you know, grow older, maybe have paid off your student loans and right. you know, you're used to paying something. So we as well, uh, 
association. And you're right. And that value proposition starts to change the yeah. older you get. And yeah. it, it moves from more of a, um, what I would call transactional or bene- mm-hmm. benefit mm-hmm. oriented right. to more loyalty driven, mm-hmm. right? People are wanting to give back because they care about their institution. They have strong, positive, maybe nostalgic feelings because they've had just enough separation. Mm-hmm. They feel like they're removed enough from their college experience that they can reflect back on it yeah. uh, with positive memories. And they want to give back to the next generation and make sure they have a similar experience. And scholarships and different funding sources go to different things. I mean, let's talk a little bit about that. When people pay money into the alumni association. What is some of those, where do those funds go? Oh my gosh. Well, uh, beyond supporting, uh, our alumni activities, our ability to provide outreach opportunities, not only to alumni, but to our current students and helping them bridge the gap between being a student and, and mm-hmm. becoming an alumnus. Um, it, it, those dollars will support programs and activities such as our mentorship program and platform, um, all of our events that we do all around the country that help unite Broncos in support mm-hmm. of Boise State. But they also support our scholarships, and we offer uh, a variety of student scholarships mm-hmm. um, that help, for example, uh, the le- uh, legacy students of uh, children of, of our alumni, um, mm-hmm. Bronco families. We're now an old enough university that we're starting to see second and third generation Broncos, which is fantastic, Uh, as well as our um, Intercollegiate Knights Scholarship, uh, which which helps more disadvantaged um, uh, 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 individuals in our community who may have come up through the foster home system um, and have have the abilities uh, to transition to college, but may not have the means Mm -hmm. uh, to be successful. And that scholarship can just make such a difference in the life of a young person. And so we have we have a variety of alumni scholarships, but we encourage our alumni to contribute uh, across the institution to help it meet its philanthropic goals Mm -hmm. so that the institution can continue on this incredible trajectory that it's been on. Um, really since uh, for the last 20 years. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about the big push, the big launch. You know, last time we talked, there's there was something coming up. But now I think you're finally ready to share. And I want to hear all about the process you went through and what that is exactly so that people remember this is audio only. So you have to describe it. But let's hear let's hear more about the what you've done. No, recently. That's right. And and, yeah. and the marketing piece of it, which yeah. which I'm sure you're interested in, what was the was the role I got to play in rolling out um, our comprehensive campaign which is called Unbridled, the campaign for Boise State University. Um, it, it, ideally, and we had, we had talked about this for months while trying to keep a lid on it, by the time the launch event rolls around, we, we used to joke that it should be the worst kept secret on campus right. because we want people to know that a campaign yeah. is coming. Well, and um, just to give a premise to Boise State Broncos, right? Unbridled, it kind of really ties nicely together because what do you use on a horse? You bridle a horse if you want it to, you know, be tamed. <laughs> and right. This is unbridled, unleashed, the wild, wild west. Here we go. <laughs> and that's that's great because it because you're right. It did. It all started with the name. Uh-huh. Um, we we knew had a sense of what our priorities needed to be. We had a strategic plan for the institution, yeah. and we knew that that strategic plan would drive the kind of investments that we wanted that we thought should be the the philanthropic priorities for the campaign. But but when you start the whole thing, you gotta you gotta think about it. The name. What are we calling this? Mm-hmm. And how is that going to inspire? Um, uh, Broncos to want to give back. Uh, and of course, in this industry, 
you know, we're always copying and stealing from some of our peers. It's called case. Copy and steal everything. Copy and steal case, everything. case it all. It's, it's kind of exactly right. But make it better, right? <laughs> but uh, but a lot of times you don't see um, distinctive names. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of them are truly copy and paste. Mm-hmm. Um, and I presented a list of some of those names to yeah. our board uh just to give them a sense of how unique it was for us to have the kind of name that we had. And and we did a little test. I would throw out a, a name of a campaign from a university and they had to try to guess the university. university. Oh, Some Sometimes it lined up with the university's culture, uh-huh. like um, I think it was Be the Light. Lawrence okay. Lawrence University, oh, which which relates which relates to their seal and and part of their culture. Um, what starts here, Texas? Okay, oh, relates yeah. relates to their brand level marketing. What starts here changes the world. Uh-huh. Um, my favorite go. Lehigh, Lehigh University. I'm not sure what Go has to do with Lehigh (laughs) University. But as we looked at all of these different campaign names that weren't really maybe as distinctive, it gave us a lot of pride in the intentionality behind choosing Unbridled for ours. Because what we wanted to do was help tell that story Mm -hmm. um, that really goes back to the university's origins, and and as a, as an alumna, you may know yeah. that from the very beginning, um, when the university was founded in uh, 1932, um, our students, um, inspired by, as the narrative goes, the landscape and the freedom it represented. It was on an airstrip, right? Originally, yeah. like it used to be an airstrip, Correct. and then they made Correct. just on the just on the other yeah. side of the river. That's right. Yeah. They were so inspired by those Broncos running free um, that our mascot from day one has always been Bronco. Bronco. Yeah. Yeah. And so we wanted to... to, uh, And even now, like there's a real horse, a real Bronco that rides across the field before the game and... You know, the, the Bronco horse. I mean, yeah, yeah, for now sure. That, now that one is bridled. <laughs> that is bridled. That's true. <laughs> but we liked, but we liked yeah. the spirit evoked mm-hmm. by the notion of Broncos running free yeah. and the symbolism there of what can be accomplished when an institution, I mean, uh, let's face it, this we have a great institution at Boise State. Mm-hmm. It gets state support, but... but Award-winning and lots yeah. of, you know, top lists and just different distinctions. Yeah, for absolutely. Sure, for sure. And... Uh, and the state is invested in higher education. Yeah. Naturally, we wish they would invest more in higher education. <laughs> and we have seen um, we have seen public institutions um, uh, decline in their state support. Oh. But that offers opportunities for uh, alumni, the business community, and others who care about their state and their community. Yeah. Uh, there's a real opportunity for them to invest in the great things that are happening. And that's what the Unbridled campaign is about. Yeah. It's what happens when we take that bridle off and yeah. we're allowed to run free. Where can we take this great university? And it can have lots of iterations to being unleashed, mm-hmm. you know, unleashing the potential, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's lots of things that come to mind that seem to to go with it. Now you now you can take that for the next, yeah, you know. Right. Exactly. We can we can start planning the next campaign. But this is a big yeah, one. Yeah. So it's a it's a a 5-year process essentially. This uh-huh. one's going to go till 2028. Uh-huh. Uh we're trying to raise 500 million dollars, okay. which is on yeah. the one hand, that's half yeah. a billion dollars. That's that's a big goal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the other hand, 
we've been in the quiet phase of this campaign for some time, preparing, laying the groundwork right. for this campaign, this. setting our priorities, and making sure that uh, making sure that that we're taking every chance to be successful. Um, so we were pl proud to announce that when we launched the campaign, we had already made significant progress, um, announcing um, uh, funds raised to the tune of $290 million already. So we still have work to do, but that's kept secret. You but know, uh, yeah, that's right. But we already <laughs> had we already had a lot of proud and Good. loyal Broncos lined yeah. up, ready to ready to. Uh, well, now it's FOMO, right? The fear of missing out. Right. You don't want to miss out because right. if you can be a part of this, then it's going to help fuel for the next 20, 30, 50 years, right? right? I mean, exactly. beyond. So, okay, let's talk about, though, what do we want to do with half a billion dollars? What yeah. are we going to, where, where's, where's the money going to go? <laughs> well, we do have three pillars and priorities, and we, we worked um, with uh, a lot of folks in the industry mm -hmm. who helped us really refine uh, not just what our priorities were going to be, but how we talked about them, right? Yeah. What the what the narrative around yeah. those priorities was going to be. Messaging, exactly. <laughs> so we so we settled on three because mm -hmm. people remember things in threes, and that mm -hmm. makes sense. And we had tested these and tested language, and and these were things that not only resonated with our alumni, mm -hmm. they lined up perfectly with our institutional strategic plan, the blueprint for success. Nice. We feel like if we can. Um, uh, it, 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 there are, pun intended or not, we have you know the blue turf, right? right? Blueprint, blue, yeah, you know, Absolutely. beyond the blue, <laughs> bleeding blue. All of all of us, uh, you know, the Smurf turf is uh, definitely a part of this deal. <laughs> Absolutely, and we d and we don't want to suggest that uh, um, that that we're not interested in in alumni and friends who want to support any part of right. Boise State. Yes. Of course, we want to take yeah. that support, mm -hmm. but if someone asks. What what are the areas of investment that are going to go the furthest yes. in advancing Boise State and its mission? It would be these three areas. Mm -hmm. The first of which, student access and success, because we we know that we want to provide those opportunities for every Idaho student mm -hmm. to have access to a quality education, and that starts with scholarships. Yes. Um, so we have a wonderful uh, uh, initiative uh, to help match scholarship. Programs so right. people who donate will have those those gifts matched to a certain level, and so student access and success is the number one pillar. Okay. Uh, we want to build on that culture of care that has always existed at Boise mm -hmm. State, big, mm -hmm. been a big part of our brand, yeah. um, and so that pillar is uh, is uh, near and dear to to all of us. And Idaho, I mean, really, it's going to be phenomenal. I know the governor just announced uh, not long ago giving $8,000 to every high school student that's going to do some sort of courses in STEM and preparing them for what's beyond high school yeah. and going to Boise State. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Good. And so when we think about that, we think about our faculty and we think about who's teaching these folks because obviously you can really change the life of one student with a scholarship. Absolutely. You can change the life of hundreds of students mm -hmm. by investing in a faculty member who teaches those courses, provides those opportunities mm -hmm. for research, um, experiential opportunities. And so going on a competition course to compete, to right, pitch a brand. Wait, right. I've, I've done you, that. You know, you know something about that. <laughs> yes. Yes. Uh, yeah. In fact, it was part of what uh, got us there was a grant that we applied for through Boise State, through Bronco Giving, mm -hmm. through the Alumni Association that helped uh, get us to where we needed to go 
and I took the whole team to uh, Spokane, to Gonzaga, Excellent. to compete. So Excellent. that is, it's coming full circle. That's fantastic. <laughs> well, we have we have tremendous faculty, uh, including uh, uh, members of the, of the community who come and teach and help uh, teach on an adjunct basis and share their professional experience in the classroom. It's absolutely outstanding. And even get to hire the people that, my students from yeah. before, you know? <laughs> and what we're hoping to do to help attract more faculty and retain the, the best yeah. the best ones we have uh, is create these endowed professorships, oh. uh, endowed chairs, those types of opportunities. And so um, the university has made an investment to match gifts that go toward endowing uh, professorships so that so that we can um, uh, make those dollars go further, have an immediate impact uh -huh. because because this isn't just to pay for uh, salaries. The way endowments work yeah. is it provides uh, that much more flexibility if they needed to add uh, graduate research assistance or provide other undergraduate yeah. uh, research opportunities, uh, field visits, travel, equipment. Um, uh, uh, lab enhancements, wh whatever it is that is going to take that work to the next level right. and, and might just make the difference between losing a faculty member to another university or attracting w one of the best in the field mm -hmm. to Boise. Yeah, I tell you, having teacher assistants certainly help because I love to teach. I love the instruction. I love all of those parts. But when it comes to do all the paperwork, yeah, yeah. it's not my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I'm not alone in that, you know. But it's it's necessary. You have to do it, that's you know. Right. That's right. But uh, that's that's amazing. I mean, if they can have this opportunity to teach the teachers, really, right? The mm -hmm. professors can learn and grow and do and be a part of their community or their industry. Uh, that's going to reflect very well on the students who then get to learn from those who learned from real world, real life experiences. Right, right. Yeah. And the other way we're plugged into the community, of course, is through athletics. Yes. Uh, a lot of people refer to athletics as the front porch of the university. And what, what that means and what we know is that m most people who support uh, Boise State University their initial engagement, their first engagement is actually through athletics. They consider themselves fans first, and then that right. opens doors to the rest of the university mm -hmm. and opportunities to provide support. And so making sure that athletics is positioned for what's next mm -hmm. is our third pillar. Yep. Um, a lot of that is focused on facility enhancements, but it's not just about the bricks and mortar when we think about those projects. It's about really what happens inside those facilities in preparing our student athletes, not just for success as Broncos mm -hmm. on the field uh, or on the court when they compete. It's also preparing them for success in the classroom and certainly well beyond Boise State. So thinking about that holistic student approach, how can we improve those experiences while also improving the experiences all Broncos have mm -hmm. when they attend games and they want to engage with athletics? Because if we can improve that athletic and fan experience, we're going to bring that much more people uh, to Boise State and expose them to mm -hmm. all of the great things happening at Boise State University. Yeah. Yep. No, to your point, I mean, athletics is, is very important, but I didn't realize all of the intramural sports we have too Absolutely. at Boise State. I, I, I was looking at the list and I was just kind of, I was a little bit shocked about how many other types of ways people can participate if they're not necessarily there on athletic scholarship, but they're intramural sports and just staying healthy and being active. And, and just, uh, I was like, wow, we have a, 
I didn't know we, we had a, 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 you know, a rugby team. I didn't know we had a, you know, <laughs> we do. I was those like, are, those are fun to watch. Those, those are, those are fun. They're fun to participate in. Yeah. And what, what I like about it is those opportunities for student involvement, um, those pay dividends down the road. Not only are our students building great memories and having great experiences, yeah. but we know from a marketing perspective, we know that students who are involved on campus, yeah are more likely to stay involved as alumni and, and want to give back down the road. Yeah. So we certainly want to do everything we can uh, to encourage uh, our student body to get involved, go to games, uh, participate in intramurals, join a club, whatever you can do to get immersed in student yes. life means you're that much more likely to have a positive student experience and therefore more likely to want to give back as alumni. And you're not going to be isolated or, you know, just sit in your dorm room doing nothing because you have friends and you make friends and you get to be a part of them I and lifelong friends. I still talk to some of my college, you know, partners, people, coworkers, or whatever you want to call them, mm-hmm. other college students that I went to school with. Yeah, mm-hmm. there you go. Um, but yeah, I think there are definitely opportunities and things to get involved in, and you're going to always get out of it what you put into it, right? Mm-hmm. I always tell my students when we first begin the semester, I always go through an exercise with them and, and say, think of the very best team you've ever been on before, whether it's church, whether it's, you know, sports, whether it's usually it's sports, they, you know, come up with the best team. And then I ask them, what are the qualities of that team? What made it the best team? Why is it your best team that you've ever been on? And then I get them to list out all the qualities and think about what the best team might be. And then of course they have to go create their own teams and then they need to make the best team and go through that process. And then reminding them of what made the best team that they've ever been on and how are you going to make this the best team next to the one you've already had, of course. <laughs> Those things are always yes. top of mind for me, especially yeah. as I moved from one team, right. this is a great yeah. team, uh, to, a, to a brand new team. And, yeah. and those are the, exactly the kind of questions I was asking for. What am I looking mm-hmm. for in terms of leadership? Yep. What do I feel I can contribute? Yeah. Um, it, do we have the, the right people and the right chairs, yep. so to speak? And uh, I've been absolutely thrilled, not just with the team I get to work with every day, but when you talk about pulling off a campaign like Unbridled, Uh obviously it requires a lot of people who don't just work at Boise State. It requires um, the participation and enthusiasm Mm -hmm. of our volunteers, our alumni and friends. And we just got done hosting a few summits that followed the launch of the campaign, I was very excited about. um, Because this is the sort of um, attention to detail we don't always see Mm -hmm. at institutions that that, uh, put on these, these major campaigns. We hosted a volunteer summit for all of our uh, alumni board members, foundation board members, the BAA board, uh, others who have raised their hand or serve in a different capacity because we wanted them to understand what the campaign was all about, inform them about the institution's priorities, give them an opportunity to hear firsthand from university leadership, and arm them with the tools and messages that they needed so that they could be advocates uh-huh. uh, for Boise State in their day-to-day interactions. And it was fantastic. We did a volunteer summit. We did an ambassador summit similarly for our campus ambassadors, uh-huh. our stakeholders, yeah. so that they could be educated. And then we did a workshop for all the marketing and communications professionals on campus nice. so that as they wrote the stories and told the stories, uh, about uh, Boise State, 
um, uh, both both in writing and visually, yep. uh, they would be armed with the resources needed to uh, to share that impact and keep it consistent across the board and, and across all of the different entities that, that are at Boise State. I mean, like you said, there's a lot of different associations and volunteers and um, Boise Athletic Association (BAA) and, and all of the different ones that that come together. And if they can all be on the same page, that's right. We <laughs> we uh, we shared with uh, with our communicators. Um, at their workshop, which was done in conjunction with our partners in the Office of Communications and Marketing, or who we fondly call OCM yeah. on campus, the fact that we're a branded house, right? Yeah. So, so we exist under this top-tier Boise State brand umbrella, mm-hmm. and that we have sub-brands, right? Mm-hmm. So the athletic experience is going to look and feel a little bit different, yeah. but it can't feel disparate or or separate from the Boise State brand we all know and love. Right. And that's the same for the campaign. It has to feel like it exists within the same ecosystem mm-hmm. of the Boise State brand that we all know and recognize, yeah. that out of the blue uh-huh. uh, brand. Yeah. But Unbridled is its own is its own thing. And it's, uh-huh. it's a bit more um, refined, maybe a bit distinctive, uh, but that's necessary for communicating with this audience yep. of alumni and friends and talking about our priorities. Eventually getting them to commit to either time, talent, or treasure, right? right. The three things that people can give, and it doesn't always have to be money, but yeah. you know, like you said, you've got your volunteers. Tell me a little more about what the volunteers do um, and what their roles and how, how important they really are and in, in what they um, contribute to, to the overall uh, Bronco brand and alumni association and advancement. I mean, the volunteers, I think they're just as valuable as if somebody were to write a check, if not more in some cases. And sometimes people do both, right? They're volunteers and they write a check. So even better, right? That is exactly right. (laughs) Um, and we shared some of this at our, at our volunteer summit, um, as well as these additional workshops that uh, that were conducted, our volunteers not only c- can uh, share stories and speak favorably about Boise State and its priorities, they can certainly invite um, I- invite their friends, uh, fans, uh, uh, other community members who have a stake in Boise State's success, and help make connections, make introductions. Uh, to different people within the university uh, who, if they have a particular business interest, for example, they may say, hey, did you know that this faculty member is actually working on um, sustainability in your industry? And you guys should talk. Maybe guest lecture a class. Maybe get involved in that research by providing an experiential learning opportunity for students. Whatever it is, there are lots of ways that they can give back. And our volunteers are instrumental in helping articulate those needs, but also also making those connections um, because that's what we're trying to do. We're just, we're trying to, uh, I don't want to say harness, that's not the right word because we're unbridled here, right? Yes. (laughs) But we are trying, but we are trying to embrace um, our our large network of alumni and friends. And when we think about that group, it's not just graduates of Boise State, it's everybody in this region who is impacted by the success of Boise State. Uh, and those are those are uh, friends throughout the community uh, who recognize its value and want to make an investment. They just might not know how or, or where. Uh, and so our volunteers are instrumental in helping us make those connections. It's like the unbridled potential of what could be. <laughs> <You got it. laughs> awesome. 
Now it's time for a message from one of our partners, Kitcaster. Did you know that podcasts are a great way to grow your personal and business brand? And Kitcaster is a podcast booking agency that specializes in developing real human connections through podcast appearances. We've had several guests from Kitcaster on the Marketing Expedition podcast as well. So if you're an expert in your field, have a unique story to share, or an interesting point of view, it's time to explore the world of podcasting with Kitcaster. You can expect a completely customized concierge service from their staff of communication experts. Kitcaster is your secret weapon in podcasting for business. Your audience is waiting to hear from you. Go to kitcaster.com expedition to apply for a special offer for friends of this podcast. So David, if people want to get involved in one way or another, like, like we said, time, talent, or treasure, what are some ways that uh, you hope that people will, first of all, look at the campaign, understand it, but how can people get involved? Well, the e- easiest thing I can tell them to do is to is to visit the website to learn more about the campaign. Uh-huh. That's easy enough to find. It's unbridled.boisestate.edu. There they can learn about each of the three priorities or pillars. Mm-hmm. They can read stories of impact. So they can they can read uh, personalized stories about the individuals at Boise State who are truly making a difference and making an impact in Idaho. And hopefully that will inspire ways to give, but they can also learn about the different ways that they can give and participate in the campaign. And at the end of this campaign, we want everyone to feel like they've had an opportunity to participate. Uh, There are some uh, uh, who can write a check for a million dollars, and obviously we love those. But we're just as interested in those who can write small checks and participate in ways that are meaningful for them. Mm -hmm. And in some ways, that's not writing a check necessarily. In some ways, as I like to say, the greatest contribution they can make uh, is not a contribution. It's actually by helping us connect with others and helping tell that Boise State story. So everybody listening, if you know 10 people who uh, know 10 more people, then it's kind of a ripple effect, right? And that does help. Time, talent, and treasure, that's the things that can people can contribute in one way or another. And that yeah. makes a lot of sense. Because yeah. as we're talking, we started by talking about uh, the Alumni Association and ways that it's evolving. Yeah. Yeah. You know, we look a lot and talk a lot about alumni engagement and what's mm-hmm. what's the right. role of alumni engagement yeah. in the, in the especially after this post-pandemic world where people sort of got disengaged yeah. from everything That's in right. a way you That's know right. so how do we get them back in in and feeling like if they went to Boise State they they automatically are an alumni right. automatically so right. you should automatically be feel welcome right <laughs> well you hope so yeah <laughs> and we've done some work to actually figure this out this this is not rocket science science and you'll you'll find I'm not the the sharpest knife in the drawer but uh, but uh, to me it seemed pretty simple when I got here if you want to know uh, what the sentiment is what uh, what our levels of, of engagement are among our alumni you simply ask them, right? Yes. <laughs> so, yes. <laughs> so we just completed a, a large survey of yeah. all of our alumni uh, to gauge their attitudes, perceptions, mm-hmm. preferences, um, and behaviors mm-hmm. uh, associated with, with Boise State. And this didn't just go to our graduates. This went right. to all alumni and friends. Yeah. Uh, we just got the results back. And That's so fun. I'm really excited about that. 
Um, and, and when you do this, this type of survey work, you know, because, yeah. because you work in marketing and I know you, you, uh, you do your fair share of oh, market research. <laughs> um, it's easy to geek out from the data, but we were really looking for two things. One is what were our assumptions or hunches that yes. we tested that now, now we've proven, right. now we've validated yeah. with data. Yeah. So what did we think we knew that uh-huh. now we know for sure? Uh-huh. And then what were we not sure about right. that we've learned that is maybe yeah. that is maybe surprising? Yeah. Um, now we have data for both of those things. Nice. And that's going to help inform our engagement activities um, yeah. in the future. Yeah, because what is important to alumni can now be important to those who are communicating the importance of what the alumni want to hear about. Absolutely, because it has to be a two-way street. You know, we've got to not only make sure that uh, um, that our alumni engagement is serving the needs of the institution. It's also got to be serving the needs of alumni, right? right? And the the way you get to to know what they what they want Uh is by asking them. Yep. I remember the very first time I I think I was in Seattle. And for some reason, I came across, I was working in news and I, a long time ago, and that was the very first time it dawned on me that other people in other areas meet up and it, you know, if they're Boise State alumni, they meet up in Seattle. And I, I just, I blew my mind and they were all there to watch a game or do something. And, and uh, so I used to direct queued up sports and mm-hmm. then suddenly I realized, you know, that this happened all across the country, all across the world. And it was like, this is, of course, circa 2002, three, back when, you know, cell phones weren't even a thing yet, really, you know. I mean, maybe they were, but just not mm-hmm. to the degree that <laughs> they are now. And it, it's, it's fascinating to me to see that happen whenever you go. There's always an alumni somewhere that you can go meet up with and do, you know, the meetups and do all the fun things with now so that you have kind of your community, even if you're not in Boise, Idaho. That's right. (laughs) And some of those markets uh, won't surprise you. Uh We have Broncos in the places you would expect, whether it's Seattle or Portland or the Bay Area. But uh, as you start to look at where our alumni are most active, you'll also see that that lines up with the markets where we recruit new students very, very well. So examples of that, uh, you might be surprised, Arizona is a hot market for us. Nice. Orange County. It seems like Texas is where a lot of the athletes are coming from now, too. Texas is is an emerging market for us. We actually have a ton of Broncos in Texas, and our new Austin chapter is starting to grow. Very nice. Um, So, so yeah, and it is wonderful when you can gather Broncos Mm -hmm. who have similar interests, and that might look a little bit different, whether you're talking about uh, our Fiesta chapter down in Arizona, or you're talking about uh, our Orange County Broncos. Mm -hmm. Uh, I got to attend their send-off for new students uh, who had been admitted to, to Boise State and were and were getting ready to come, I got to go down to Orange County and and help deliver a welcome message and thank our alumni volunteers who yeah. hosted who hosted all of these new Bronco families at their home and welcomed them. It was uh, me and Jeremiah Shin, our uh, vice president for student affairs, and it, it was amazing at the connections that were made among these students who had gone to different high schools all around the area. And, and the suddenly they were connecting and realizing, hey, we have this thing in common now. Yeah. And when we graduate from Boise State in a few years, yeah. if they choose to come back to Orange County, now they'll be plugged in with these alumni who are also here Very to help cool. welcome them to the family. Nice. So it really, those kinds of events become a little bit of a full circle moment and uh, reminds you of why we do this work. That's great. That's really 
I, I love those stories when people come together and, and like you said, the legacy, you know, where parents, then their kids go to school and then, be, you know, kind of pass the torch, if you will. And, and, uh, yeah, I think that's a, it's a good, it's a very good narrative and a feel good piece to, to put out there in the world for sure. <laughs> so what's next? What are, what are we, what's the next big thing that you're working on? Um, you know, we're going to come into a new year, new quarter. What's coming up? Oh boy. Well, I mentioned the alumni survey, which uh, just came back. And so that's going to keep us busy for the next several months as we dive into the data and figure out what type of engagement matters most or helps us the most. I see some infographics in our near future. (laughs) Yes, you can can count on it. Um, But that's going to be helpful as we start to think about evolving our alumni association model. Um, The dues-based model that we've had um, has been a real challenge, not just for Boise State. This is a challenge all across the industry. Mm -hmm. Every dues-based membership association has either been in decline or, or been flat, but they're certainly not growing. And so the question is, well, if maybe paying uh, $25 or $50 to be a member of this organization, if that's, if that's not the right ask, right. What sh- how should we be engaging alumni? Right. And again, this, this survey and the information that we got from it um, should be constructive in helping to guide those activities. And I'll give you just a, just a sampling of the types of things that we're learning and the types of things we expect to learn. We've already learned, for example, that our engaged alumni at Boise State, and you can bet we have them, engage at a very high level. I can attest to that. (laughs) I've been a part of that. you (laughs) You think about our most proud and loyal Broncos, and they are absolutely all in and so i can even envision people in my mind of who they are and what they dress up to be like when they go to games and cheer people on exactly yeah so engagement is high among those who are engaged the challenge is we need more alumni to be engaged Mm -hmm. so the uh, percentage of alumni who are engaged at kind of that baseline level that that we want uh, is not where we want it to be. It's about 30% of our alumni base mm. has engaged at productive levels for us. And what do I mean by engaged? We're we're really measuring these four areas that CASE, we already yeah. mentioned copy yeah. and steal everything. <laughs> CASE in our industry actually stands for the Council uh, for the Advancement and Support of Education. Uh, <laughs> you don't, you don't tell them that CASE stands right. for something else. Something else. <laughs> No, but it, it, uh, it's sort of the professional development arm for advancement. Yeah. And they have established these alumni engagement metrics across oh, our industry. And there's four areas. Okay. The first is communications. How much yeah. are they sharing our stories? Yeah. Uh, opening emails, uh, interacting with us on social media, et cetera. So communications is one. Mm-hmm. Experiential. Mm-hmm. Are, they, are they coming to events? Are they attending right. events? Right. Well, and there's even events where people like there's like an alumni cruise, right? I think I saw something about that and like Mm -hmm. other things that people can engage in, not just the the athletic events or tailgating or anything like that. I mean, there's orchestrated events that go on. Absolutely. Do they come back for homecoming, for example? How often do they return to campus? Um, The next one is volunteerism. Uh, what opportunity do they serve on boards? Do they teach in the classroom, for example? Um, how have they raised their hand to say, I'm willing to help Boise right. State? And then the fourth area of engagement, obviously, the one we've 
tracked probably for the longest is philanthropy. Yeah. Uh, yeah. How much do they give? How often do they give? What uh-huh. areas of the institution? And what inspires there? them to give, right? I mean, right. imagine that there's different reasons for different, you know, yes, different yeah. folks and why they want to give or, 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 you know, whether it's anonymous or not, right? There's been lots of, lots of giving in lots of different capacities yeah. for sure. So, so that overall engagement score is really a measure of, of those things mm-hmm. as, and those are behaviors. Mm-hmm. But also their uh, strong, positive feelings for Boise State. Right. How informed are they? How does it? How does that um, I- inspire their uh, their knowledge and understanding mm-hmm. of Boise State's priorities and things like that? How connected are they with Boise State? And so it's a combination of those strong, positive um, attitudes mm-hmm. and uh, productive engagement behaviors, right. and that makes up kind of this overall engagement score, if you will. Yeah. So the level of engagement among those who are engaged is, yeah. is super high among our engaged Broncos. We just need to engage more Broncos, more of them. right? Yep, yep. So is this, is this, are you, did you benchmark, you did this as a benchmark and then in five years or like how often are you going to do this survey again to see the results of what? That's a great question. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, the, the answer is yes, we can do that. We've not committed to, to a sure. schedule. Sure. This is the largest survey we've done of its yeah. kind. But the nice thing is, is we can benchmark mm-hmm. Boise State alumni mm-hmm. against peers in our industry. So okay. others who have done similar studies, mm-hmm. we know where we stand. And the reality is we compete very favorably yes. for the level of engagement of nice. our alumni. Our, yes. our alumni engage at a high level. We're lagging a little bit behind in terms of the total number of engaged uh, alumni. Right. We just yeah. need to reach. We need more to reach more Broncos. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and not not surprisingly, the ones who are engaged, guess where they live? Right here in the right Treasure here. Valley. Yeah, yeah. So figuring out where they are, uh-huh. how we can engage them, how we can engage them on their terms, uh-huh. yeah. um, and that's that's kind of the next challenge because how people want to be engaged and. Depends yeah. on where they live, but it also depends on where they are in terms of their life stage, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, Whether they're still paying student loans off or not, yeah. and uh... <laughs> engaging alumni in their in their late twenties uh-huh. looks very different than right. in, yep. in engaging alumni in their fifties uh, yeah. or sixties yes, toward the end of so. their career. Right. Um, the other, the two, two other types of, of engagement, whether they're sharing and volunteering and maybe teaching back in the classroom, mentoring, but yeah, maybe not the philanthropy as much, but you never know. Sometimes yeah. if they are highly successful since they got an education from Boise State, then uh, That's right. <laughs> they can do that. No, we learned, we learned a lot of things that can help, help guide our decision-making um, from, from alumni. We know, and, and Boise State in this regard is really no different than most universities. But when students graduate, uh, right after graduation, their closest connection to Boise State is is tied to their experience at Boise State, specifically that academic program. So Mm -hmm. that's how they affiliate the friends they had in their classes, the faculty members, um, their academic program is their primary means of affinity. Mm -hmm. The further away from graduation, now they start to gain an appreciation for the whole Boise State experience, the entire institution, and their priorities start to change. Mm -hmm. When they're young, they're interested in staying connected with their school because of uh, professional contacts. They wanna get a job in the field that they studied. They stay in touch with their classmates, they're networking, and they're looking for those professional development opportunities when they're young. 
The five R's. Ratings, rankings, referrals, recommendations, and then rewards. I love it. I love it. Yes. <laughs> and I, you know, thumbs up for rewards, right? right. And I counted out my my hand. But uh, yeah, those those are definite, definite reasons to stay connected yeah. and, and be able to build your network and build those relationships. So those are, so those are the drivers for mm-hmm. our young alumni as they're starting yeah. to establish their careers. But looking at the other end of the continuum, at our older alumni, towards the end of their careers or even in retirement, yeah. now they've been away long enough, their priorities are a little bit different. They care about the institution as a whole. Mm-hmm. And so they uh, affiliate m- more with what the institutional priorities are in general. Or they might start having grandkids or kids that are right. going to go. And so then they now suddenly have a whole different... Yeah. And so they they like <laughs> just staying connected with yeah. the university, staying informed and, and yeah. up to date. Uh, they value things, communications like the magazine, for example, right. where our younger alumni are much more plugged in digitally. Yeah. Yeah. And so th- thinking about what implications that has for how we engage all Broncos, yeah. um, that one-size-fits-all approach just isn't going to work. Yeah. We have to think about who we're talking to and how we're talking to them yeah. um, based on that uh, that relationship they have. So we're still going to keep the Focus magazine, right? Is that going to come? Is that is that going? Is Focus that going to stick already, Focus has already evolved, but you're right that it uh, we have been through we've been through a few iterations. But Boise yeah. State Magazine, our flagship publication, um, it will continue. Okay. But now we know a little bit about what different audiences are looking to get out of that yeah. experience yeah. and how they how I they use it. the magazine. I, I look at it. I look at it for a couple of reasons. You know, of course, I want to read what's going on. And I also look at it, who do I know that's in the magazine? Right. right. <laughs> it is kind of a, it's a small world, but yeah. the, but that's the sort of thing that keeps you connected. Totally does. Yeah, yep. it keeps you yep. plugged in to, to what's happening at <laughs> Boise State. Awesome. Well, David, um, any final thoughts here as we kind of wrap up? Um, anything that you'd like for listeners? Uh, you know, obviously, we're on a marketing journey, but this is very fascinating. I could probably talk all day about this, but... Uh, is there anything else that you, comes to mind just from a marketing perspective with people, you know, listeners here, they have their own businesses that they're marketing, their own brands that they're marketing. I have students who listen to this too. Uh, other entrepreneurs or other maybe even, you know, college uh, institutions that listen too. Um, what, what kind of thoughts do you have on where the, I guess, for higher education and, and marketing and the association, everything that you're doing now, um, just some final thoughts on where we're headed in in our world and in, in marketing and and what's going on in our world today. Yeah, I don't know that I can I can sum up all of that, or and nor would I be qualified to do so. But I but I can tell you that uh, the one of the things that really did draw me to Boise State was uh, was the strength of its brand, yeah. and I've met the people behind it now. Um, we've worked with their partners um, at uh, Simpson Scarborough, which mm-hmm. is a higher yeah. ed brand agency, one of the one of the best in the business. Um, And and the thing about Boise State that makes its brand so strong, and I think this is a key element for any brand or any business, is a clear sense of who you are, what your brand essence is, right? Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it challenged me as I got to a point in my career where I was thinking, do I do I take this leap and accept this opportunity to move halfway across yeah. the country and become a Bronco when I've been a, a Jayhawk right. my whole life right. back in back in Kansas? <laughs> um, but having a sense of who you are and what your what your values are and what you stand for. Yeah 
is absolutely critical, not just as a not just as a person, yeah. um, but uh, but as an organization or an institution that has a strong brand. I think the reason Boise State has the brand that it does and the recognition that it does as a as a national brand yeah. mm-hmm. in higher education is because it has a very clear sense of who it is. Yeah. Um, and I think that's uh, I, I think that's good advice for for any organization. Um, that you shouldn't try to be all things to everyone. Right. You should instead look inward and understand who you truly are, what aligns with your values, and how can you deliver that experience in all of your interactions. Yeah. Um, there is a uh, there is a tendency in this world today not to not to uh, you know take it to to too high or abstract of a level, but there's a tendency for us to appeal to everyone all the time um, and and never offend. And I think that's admirable. Um, but I think it is more authentic if we can be our true selves yeah. and understand what that means because we're going to be in a much better position to reliably deliver that. Yeah. And at Boise State, we absolutely know who we are. Yeah. When you talk about that blue-collar work ethic um, and the and the roll up our sleeves and get it done ment- mentality that that is closely associated with Idaho and yeah. that Western sensibility, um, but you also think about that blue turf mentality, that innovative mindset um, that has defined our rapid progress mm-hmm. and incredible trajectory at Boise State. Those two things, I think, are in alignment and help define our identity at Boise State University. And I think that's the same advice I would give to anybody else who's listening, whether you're whether you're representing a, a business uh, or just yourself. Yeah. Having a clear sense of who you are is your best bet to being your authentic self um, and having a strong brand and therefore reputation. That's great advice for sure. Well, David, I just want to say thank you for coming out to Nampa and, uh, you know, it's not that far, I promise, but, (laughs) but coming out and just sharing what you shared with us today. And I appreciate our uh, relationship that we have now from as a result of all of this alumni business and distinguished uh, alumni award business and, and uh, just reaching out and getting to know you. So welcome to Idaho for over a year now and uh, can't wait to see what more is in store for you. Well, thank you, Ray. It's been a pleasure getting to know you and it's been a pleasure spending time with you and, uh, and your listeners today. Awesome. Thanks for having me. You bet. And for those of you listening, the best thing that you can do for us is share this with those you know, maybe even a Bronco alumni. <laughs> and uh, and then, of course, give us a review. And until next time, everybody, enjoy your marketing journey. Thanks for listening to the Marketing Expedition Podcast. Want to continue the journey? Don't miss out on new episodes. Subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts. Wouldn't it be great if there was one place you can go to get all the latest information and tips about marketing and advertising? The Marketing Expedition community is that place. People like you gather in our online community to build relationships with others and find the latest marketing trends, tactics, tools, and technology. We help you build your brand and your bottom line. Start your adventure today. Visit themarketingexpedition.com to find out more.